What is up, sports fans? We are back here today for the first time in a couple of months on the dot. TJ and B coming back here today. Post week six of the National Football League, we have a lot to talk about. NBA season starting tonight, and it's going to be a fun October day. We are almost at the sports equinox. We're all four of these sports going to be playing at the same time. I'm Tim Duffy alongside Ben Coutinho today here in uh, our first ever virtual Zoom podcast. Benny, how are you doing? Yeah, you know, the technology nowadays, it's uh, it's very innovative, you know? It really is. Can, uh, I can be located in Providence. You can be in Narragansett, but we can uh, still get some content out, you know? That's what life's all about, making content. And, uh, you know, me and Ben are going to be doing this Tuesday mornings, hopefully. That's our goal, uh, just to run it up on Tuesday a.m. So post Monday Night Football, we're getting that recap in. And, um, Ben, before we start, you know, just – what are your thoughts on the first six weeks of the NFL season so far? I mean, it's been it's been a roller coaster, man. I mean, especially as a Pats fan, we started pretty down, pretty down bad. One and three, but exactly how we did last year. And now we're sitting at three and three. Wild turn of events. And I feel like it's been like that for a lot of teams. You either started up or you started down. And there's oh, a like lot Miami of teams. Too. There's a lot of teams that are three and three right now. Um I don't know off the top of my head exactly how much, but a lot of two and four teams as well. So, I mean, the the way this season is going to unfold for the rest of it is going to be very interesting because I think you're going to see teams that are in the wild card spot and get bounced week to week. You know, the playoff picture is going to be a week to week thing, as it usually is. But, you know, you usually have those top seeds where you, you know they're going to stay there for the whole year pretty much the Packers the Bucks you know but they're coming back down to earth as well so I mean there's a lot to unfold here a lot to unfold nine three and three teams across the NFL just fun uh fun fact that uh that talking point or fact checked as I should say I'm trying to think of the word but Patriots being one of them they halted the Browns this past Sunday to becoming three and three as they fall to two and four Patriots winning on the road 38 to 15, Benny, with Bailey Zappi's current quarterback. That's where, that's where we'll begin today's show. And uh, Ben Zappi, you know, 300 yards, three for three bills, two touchdown passes, got a lot of different guys involved that we haven't been able to see with the likes of Mac Jones. And I mean, the quarter we saw from or the drive we saw from Brian Oyer, but I mean, Zappi, he is looking like the real deal. And I think we've actually talked about Zappy on this pod before, and I was talking about WKU last season. Yep. Better, but, you know, he's on the pass now. Is he the guy? Man, I mean, it, it's – I don't think he's the guy right now, right? At this point in time, October 18th, 10.30 in the morning, I don't think Bailey Zappy's the guy right now, right? But he hasn't – he hasn't done anything where it's like – all right, we need Mac Jones back, you know, which is like we're we're kind of getting into that like scary territory where like if he pulls off a win on Monday night versus the Bears and he looks really good again, it's going to definitely start to be a question. And, and the thing that's very interesting about this too is Bill Belichick, and I know he usually does, but he's been declining whether Mac Jones would like have his starting job back or he just, he's basically just not answered it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man, we, we might move on to Bailey Zappi. And I, I mean, it's a great problem to have for us, you know, it, it's like, 
we have a fourth fourth round guy that's playing extremely well or we go back to our first round guy last year who brought us to the playoffs you know so I I really don't think you can go wrong here but I think I think Zappy is one or two games away from winning that starting job I genuinely do Mac Jones this season in three starts, two touchdown passes, five interceptions. That offense looked sluggish the first three games with Mac, but these last two, I mean, even th- last three contests with Bailey Zappi, he kind of led the helm against the Packers for the last three and a half quarters of that one. 24 points against the Packers. Um, against the Lions, they win that game 29-0. A lot of conservative play calling, but Bailey Zappi, you know, kicked five field goals in that game, but that's six scoring drives from led by number four. And last week, you know, probably his best game yet against the Browns on Sunday, 300 yards, two touchdown passes. And then Ramondre Stevenson with two touchdown, two touchdown runs on the ground himself. Tyquan Thornton already looking way better than Nikhil Harry ever did. I saw that on Twitter. He's already way more productive than Nikhil Harry, but, um, we gotta look at the, we gotta give Bill Belichick a lot of credit for this draft class. You know, no, seriously, and, and draft class has looked phenomenal these last few games. Zappy, Jack Jones with two interceptions in the last three games. Um, um, who else? Um, even if you look at past draft classes too, like Duggar's playing extremely well right now. Michael Wenu too on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we have these young guys. We have these pieces that can really. Range. Even even doing better than we thought he was gonna do, you know. Yeah, yeah, a lot better. Um, there I, I've seen a lot of videos of Thornton too. Um, there's been some plays where he's been like he, he'll beat the he'll beat the corner right at the line and he'll be five yards in separation down the field, you know. And we just haven't hit him. I mean, there's been a good three or four plays. So I I would expect to see Tyquan Thornton catch a pretty long bomb on Monday, in my opinion. I we think that. He's got or that blazing one of these games coming up. You're going to see Tyquan Thornton catch like a 70 yard touchdown. Um, Hopefully, man, with that 4 2 8 speed, you got to get him activated on the deep ball. Dude, we, uh, but the thing about the Patriots right now is, you know, you hear Zappy, Zappy this, Zappy that. Bro, let's talk about their defense a little bit. I mean, we've just been absolutely fucking killing it. Yeah, this Patriots defense has been phenomenal. This season, I mean, even even the first three games of the year when the Pats were looking awful, um, starting one and two, even the first four games, I would say. Um, I mean, obviously, the only team that they really got spanked on was the Ravens. It's tough to see. Lamar was the MVP of the league in week three. Absolutely. He's still lighting it up now, but. Basically only let up 13 points to the Dolphins. I mean, one of their scores was a fumble. Yeah. Was fumble recovery for a fumble. touchdown. We've seen how Miami's been on offense fully healthy, so it's even more impressive in retrospect. And then Pittsburgh, they're, they're shit, but, like, 14 points a lot to them. That was cool. But bro, Even the Lions, bro, they were the highest-scoring highest scoring team in the NFL going into week five, and we completely shut them out. I know they had a couple wow. injuries, but still, to completely shut out any team in the NFL is honestly very impressive. And, very- and that was one of the that was one of the main concerns going into the season, too, was, like, can are the Patriots going to be able to defend good teams? There was a lot of questions at corner, but man, I think we found ourselves a guy in Jack Jones, and that Belichick is just working his magic again. Whether it's Bill or Steve, you know, they they just they know how to play defense, man. And Judon's been a huge factor, bro. It's, 
one thing that's funny too is dude Dietrich wise is like he's a huge guy big guy I didn't even like realize that he looks, he looks scary dude I wouldn't want to run into him anywhere man I mean dude, like in an alley maybe, maybe, maybe it looks like a he looks like a transformer out there bro it's like the huge arm <laughs> brace on too that arm that's probably not even an arm brace it's probably for your leg it's probably for like a, like a knee brace he puts it on his arm he's a transformer that was awesome Dude, guy's a tank. And um, I, I think this next game against the Bears, you know, at home, this Bears offense, we know how bad they are. We know I'm a, I'm a Justin Fields hater. I've been on this pod saying it before probably. Um, I don't think he's that good. I think this next Monday night, I think we might get two shots in three weeks. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. we. I mean, we're it's so biased for me to say, but, like, I'm Bears, trying Bears is awful on offense. They look terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying not to get too overly confident going into this Bears game just because, um, you know, I think they have an all right defense and they've been they've been kind of frisky this year, pulling off two wins. They almost beat the Vikings two weeks ago as well. So, I mean, they're a team that can still, for some reason, stick around. And I don't know. I, You know, obviously, we should be confident. We have a lot of momentum right now, but. I still think the Bears aren't a team that you can necessarily take too lightly. Um, yeah, it's true. Especially week one, they they, you know, they go into Chicago, and beat San Fran week one. I know it was rainy, but both teams had to play with those conditions. So, I mean, the Bears can be a frisky team. So, uh, yeah, we can get a shutout, but at the same time, I'm not trying to get too too overly confident. Yeah, I'm not trying to get too confident either, but I am pretty confident. I, I can't help myself right now. You know, I uh, I went to Bombview the other night watching the rest of that Bears-Washington game. And, mm. you know, I, I was just laughing at it, man. It was just hilarious. You know, see, it. I, I left my house. It was, it was three donut in the third quarter. And um, me and you had Washington money line, I believe. Yeah. So Dude, that was pretty lit. It's so funny, too, because, like, I feel like, whenever they have like that Thursday night game where it's two, it's genuinely, genuinely like two of the most shit teams in the league. Like I feel like it always like is a high scoring game because people like yeah. expect it, you know, but that game just like genuinely delivered in every way that we thought it was gonna. I Bro, at one, at one point during the game, the live bet for no touchdown scored was plus a hundred. Really? Bro, that's like, it's like, plus hundred. It's like plus four thousand on every game usually, and it was plus a hundred at one point. I think it was at halftime. That was at halftime. The books genuinely thought that there would probably be no touchdown scored. That's a rat bet, though. You know, a bunch a bunch of people definitely lost money off that. Actually, no. Who would even take that? No, yeah, it's horrible odds. Some people have probably some people probably took it though, because they're dumb. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, man, but uh, <laughs> Pats. I'm trying to go to that game though. Pats Bears Monday night. I saw the tickets for like eighty bucks plus. That's not bad. We should try to rat and go to that game. I would be down for that. I would be very down for that. That would be that would be pretty dope, pretty electrifying. But um, Bears Pat. Any any final thoughts on the Pats, Benny? No, we we just need to keep this momentum moving. I guess we'll uh. We'll see how Mac Jones' ankle is this week. I think if I think if he's ready to play, he'll get the call and he'll get the start. But 
there's no reason to rush him back, especially now. So we'll see, man. Uh, I'm excited to see who's going to be the starting quarterback on Monday. Um, we'll see. And my my intuition's telling me Bailey Zappi. Yeah, they did. Zappy. They did show a graphic yesterday on ESPN of like the Monday night for next week, and Bailey Zappi was in it. So I think could, could be a little indication that he's going to start. Well, maybe, maybe they just know something that we don't. But I think the indication is that we're well, not indication. I think what Belichick is going to do here is even if Mac is like seventy percent ready to play. You know, the way that Bailey Zappi's been playing, I think you got to let Mac get to 100%. Mm-hmm. There's two sides to it. Let him get 100% healthy and then also see how Zappi does against the Bears team, yeah. a Bears defense. His first game under the lights, too, um, at Gillette. We'll see. I mean, this is very reminiscent of what the Cooper Rush situation that just happened, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> everyone, was calling, everyone was calling for Matt or Dak's job. And when you looked at, I that was think, stupid, though. That was I, stupid. Yeah, though. no, because I think the <laughs> difference between those two scenarios was, like, when you looked at Cooper Rush's numbers, like, they weren't anything, like, you know, they, it was just very average numbers. He just made the right plays. Um, it wasn't anything that was going to propel that offense, and I think that got exposed versus the Eagles when you play a true contender like that. Yeah. But, you know, the thing with Zappi is he's actually putting up great numbers. So that's a thing. Like, he – He's genuinely playing well. Um, I think at first we were like, we kind of dumbed down the offense and made it very conservative for his first couple starts. Or, I mean, you know, his first two games, I should say, because the Packers wasn't a start. But, you know, over these last two games, we've kind of seen them open it up and let them let them throw it downfield more. Tyquan Thornton back is huge, as we were just saying, too. So, man, it's interesting. I hope we do see Zappy for one more week. Me too. And uh, I coming from a guy, me also, who just ordered a Mac Jones jersey. Um, I ordered I ordered a 90s one too. It's lit, like that blue one. But okay, yeah. Yeah, man. Zappy 17 of 21 against the Lions. I don't know. I think he was 24 of 34 this past Sunday against the Browns. First quarterback ever to post a 100 plus passer rating in each of his first two starts. So, yeah, dude. The, the, Pro Football Hall of Fame posted him yesterday for that. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Kind of, he's kind of like you right now. He's the he's the hot hand. Benny had a great Sunday this week. Yeah, seriously. Scorching, <laughs> scorching hot Sunday. But came no. back down to earth a little bit yesterday, though, because you know. Yep, and that's a great way to segue into last night's game, as we both came a little down to earth. I was on a nine-day hot streak on action. Lost three units last night. Because of the Denver Broncos, man. Denver Broncos playing their fourth primetime game in six weeks, which was disgusting to begin with. This is a team that averaged six, 15 points per game coming into last night. And, you know, they go in the first quarter of yesterday. Me and Benny both had the both had the over. Yeah, that's what killed me, bro. And, you know, it gets – they end up 10-0 in the first quarter. And then rest of the game, two field goals, long overtime too. Chargers win at 19-16. Broncos lost this game many times, but the Chargers almost did themselves. That was some bad AFC West football last night. Yeah, I mean, what it the was. fuck, dude? Like, like, the over was at such a good pace to start the game. And usually when you take an over on a football game, like, I almost kind of hope it starts off slow in a way, which might sound ridiculous. But, yeah, like, usually when games start off slow, 
they'll tend to pick it up in the second through fourth quarter, in my opinion. But yesterday it was the opposite, and that's where it gets tough, you know. The the offenses started hot. Russell Wilson started 10 of 10, and then the defense made adjustments and no team could score. Um, I mean, this is this game was just another frustrating primetime game to watch. Like, what's up with the Chargers, man? How how are they not able to score? Like it's it's mind-boggling to me. I know I know the Broncos defense has been good this year, but like, man, you have you have Justin Herbert and Eckler. I know Keenan Allen's out, but you got Mike Williams on the outside. Josh Palmer's been playing pretty well too. I don't know, man. They they need to fix something. Like I I know they won, but like I don't think the Chargers look good right now by any means. And obviously the Broncos look even more shit, but I'd like to hear your opinion on that because I think the yeah. Chargers are pretty damn shaky right now. Chargers looking pretty damn shaky indeed. Um, it's all I mean, dude. Last night's game was abysmal, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this chronologically before ripping into the Chargers a little bit. But you know, Denver Broncos. You know, they up ten nothing. I saw this. You see that? Sorry, did you see that BR betting post where this guy put four hundred dollars to win seventeen k on that first touchdown from Dulcich? Yeah, Dulcich. And the comments were like, oh, it's fake. And then I go on TikTok and the kid himself literally like posted about it. And I was like, Dude, that's awesome. I was like, no way. It was, it was ridiculous. But, um, you know, when, when I saw that happen, I was like, man, Denver's loading. You know, this is the Denver we thought would, would they would be like all off season. And, you know, second half, I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, for that first half, he threw that huge bomb to KJ Hamler at the end of the first half to get three more on the board. Which really impressed me. I know it was their longest play of the season up to that point. Bro, I had KJ Hamler touchdown. Really? If he would have led him a little more on that, that was six, bro. He was like, he was like five yards behind JC Jackson. Yeah, I mean, he he and then JC Jackson ended up getting benched too after that play. <laughs> Got benched for the second half. Belichick saving himself fifty million dollars. Can't complain. Yeah. But, Sitting um, pretty. Thirteen ten at halftime. I mean that over was looking spicy. It was looking good, and then. Second half, I mean, just looked terrible. Russell Wilson went three for 11. And the Denver Broncos had, I, I think, including sacks, they had, it was either 13 or negative 13 pass, net passing yards. It was, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely under, uh, under 20 yards of 12. Yeah, bro. Points. Russell Wilson from the second half until the end of overtime had 15 yards. Dude, it's just abysmal, and that running game is yeah. that running game's invisible too. I don't even know how they got three on the board in the second half when you break down those numbers. It's ridiculous, bro. My yeah. thing is like, how do you have all these teams in the AFC West that look so good going into the season, and the Chiefs are still the only ones that have it figured out? It's I mean, like, come do, on, man. Somehow, them and the Chargers have the same record now, four and two. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's true. They, I, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't say that, but I mean, it's not like the Chargers look good. Yeah, they don't. They you have know? not looked good. I mean, they had that blowout loss to Jacksonville. Looked terrible. They've won three in a row, but you know, a couple of them sloppy wins. I mean, they almost blew a twenty-four nothing lead against the Houston Texans the other week. Yeah, which was awful. But, um, I mean, to finish out these thoughts in this game, and this is this was the part that really pissed me off watching this game because. So many people have been so apologetic to this analytic-minded head coach. What the fuck was Brandon Staley doing on that last drive of regulation? I mean, dude, they had 
three timeouts and Justin Herbert. And, you know, you'll get the clock. I mean, I'm looking at it with a minute and five seconds left. They started with the ball with a minute 30 at their own 30-yard line. They get, they get it up to about midfield or about probably at the 40, their own 45. And that clock just keeps turning, keeps milking, keeps milking. And then you see Herbert just, you know, dump it off to Eckler a couple of times. It was, it was all coverage and stuff down the field. And they still don't use a timeout. They called their first timeout with one second left at their own 40-yard line. No urgency whatsoever. No urgency at all. That was some of the worst. If they lost that game, that would have been probably the worst clock management I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. It was pitiful. And that's the difference between the Chargers and the Chiefs is coaching, in my opinion. They the Chargers have those guys. and they have, they have a better defense than the Chiefs, you know, I would say. Debatable. Debatable. I mean, it's close. I mean, they just gave up 28 to the Browns, too. It's true. So, I mean, that's – I don't know, man. Like, I, I know they – I know the Chargers won last night, but I I don't think they look good, man. Something's up over there. It's actually I mean, back to – Leo Mack on the line, too. He has six sacks. You got Joey Bosa. I know he's hurt, but I don't know, man. Something's up over there. Mack's been having a year, though. He got a sack last night, too, but – yeah. You got a six sack last night. Adam, this is two weeks in a row with the Chargers making just questionable decisions at the end of the game. We saw last week against the Browns, 30 to 28. They lead by two and they go for it on fourth and two from their own 45-yard line with under two minutes to go, and they, and they miss it. But then bailed out by a missed field goal by the Browns and last night bailed out by a muff punt by the Broncos. So it's – um That muff punt was so bad. It was awful, and I thought there was going to be interference, but... Yeah. No, he just generally ran into his own player. Yeah, no call. No Unbelievable, call. dude. We need these we need these primetime games to turn around. I Like, I thought on Sunday night, and we can kind of transition into the Eagles with this, but I thought on Sunday night that it was going to be a close game, like a fun, close, high-scoring game with the, with the Cowboys coming back, but unfortunately that didn't happen either. I just want like uh you know it it seems like we almost hit a peak with that uh Chiefs Rams game a couple couple of years ago on Monday night. That was like, the peak. That was the pinnacle. I mean, yeah, we had like the we had the Chiefs Bills last year, but that was a playoff game. Like I want a regular season primetime game that's just high scoring craziness. You know the what last, I mean? Yeah, the last Monday night game I can really think of that was up to par like that was that uh was that Browns Ravens game a couple of years ago at uh 45 42 and me and you had that one of our first spots on TJMB we had that gentleman's bet uh <laughs> Ravens minus three that cover on the on the safety on the last play of the game. Yep. <laughs> but uh I mean we had there were there have been a few. I mean I remember I remember Steelers Chargers last year on Sunday night it was crazy. I was in Utah for that one. Mm-hmm. Um can't about, I can't really think of other games right now, but there is some good ones, but it's it feels like few and far between at this point. I mean, I feel like we haven't had a good one yet this year. I, I just think we gotta kind of minimize putting divisional games on, on in primetime slots, you know, because yeah. other great rivalries, but you know, we've had at least one every week, I think. And yeah, divisional unders, we know we know all about them, they smack most of the time, so. And I think it'll turn around. I think we'll get a we'll rattle a couple off here. Well, they'll be high scoring and fun. But man, primetime games have been tough this year. Even Bears Pats next week. It's probably going to be a 
a dud, you know? Yeah, unless the Pats just, like, blow them out, which is, like, fun for us, but it's not fun for, like, the casual fan, you know? Not fun for the uh, for the regular fan, but let's go through some of these Sunday night games this year. Um, you know, we had <laughs> – oh, geez, like, the Bears-Packers one was awful. They always they always put that one Sunday night. And I'm glad – uh, they always put it, but I'm glad they do it in the beginning of the year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably get it out of the way most it's of the time. It's always in, like, week two. Denver against the Niners was dog shit. Fell asleep during that game. Um, Chiefs, Bucks. I mean, it was a cool effort to come back by the Bucks. But Ravens, Bengals, that was okay. But another one of those low-scoring ones that yep. we had last week's game. But upcoming, we got Steelers, Dolphins. That's probably going to suck. In Miami, Kenny Pickett is, you know, has not looked – Phenomenal these first few weeks, but he got injured on Sunday. So let's see if he'll get to start this upcoming Sunday. Then we got Packers Bills, which you know I would say would be an awesome game, but the Packers have looked so mid this season. And I want to talk about the uh, the New York money lines the last couple of weeks coming yeah. up soon. But um, we got Chiefs, Chiefs Titans, Chargers Niners should be should be fun maybe. Uh, Bengals, why are the Steelers getting, like, three Sunday night games? Like, geez, bro. So, I mean, we have a couple fun ones coming up. Packers-Birds should be fun. Week 12. Um, Pats-Raiders. I'm just listing off a few. You know, Bucks-Cardinals. It, it's not like – this is not a great slate of Sunday night games this year. Um, we have the SoFi Bowl in Week 17, Chargers-Rams. But, you know, like you said, not a great slate. And I think – we kind of got our answer a little bit with this past Sunday night game. Let's go into, let's go into a little bit. Eagles, 6-0 and on the year. They beat the Cowboys 26-17. to And the Cowboys, they looked awful in that first half. I think they had under 50 yards of offense going into the locker room. Picked up a little bit in the second half. But, you know, this Birds team, 6-0, they're a first-half team for sure. Um, do, do, do you think that's going to haunt them down the stretch? Just – yeah, I mean, I I think there's going to be a point where the Eagles do lose. Um, no way they go undefeated, in my opinion. Try living with a Birds fan, though. Try it. Yeah. I'm having this conversation last night. It's like, bro, why can't they go 17-0? I'm like, dude, no team does that. One team did it ever, bro. Yeah. Look, look at the Steelers the, the other year starting 11-0, finishing 12-4. and Yeah. You know? I mean, someone's got to figure it out, right? Someone's got to come in with a good defensive plan and figure this team out. Um, but, I mean, hey, they're a wagon right now, bro. I mean, the, it doesn't look like they're slowing down at all. Um, the second half is what is concerning, though. Um, I thought they were going to actually lose to the Cardinals last week, pull out a good win. Um, I, thought the, I thought the Cowboys were going to give them a, a better game. But unfortunately, yeah. they didn't. Maybe if Dak was in there, it would have been a closer game. But I mean, you look at the you look at their next three games: Steelers this week, Texans next week, and then the Commanders the week after, and then the Colts after that. Um. So I mean, we could be we could potentially be looking at a ten and zero team here in week eleven, um, and then they play the Packers. Titans and Giants. So I think that's where you're going to see the first Eagles loss is between week 11 and week 13. But man, I, I, the, they're obviously a contender right now. Jalen Hurts has proved a lot of people wrong. Um, sure has. 
what do you think? I mean, do you think they're going to lose earlier than that, or do you think they'll get to that 10-0 mark? Um, you know, I think with Jalen Hurts and you know, the Eagles, 10-0, that, that's a valiant start. That's a crazy start for any football team. You know, playing the Steelers a couple weeks, they have a bye this week. Luckily for me, I'm playing you in fantasy. You have Jalen Hurts, so it's uh, it's, it, it's nice that I get that on a bye, <laughs> a little break. But, um, you know, Texans on Thursday night, Commanders. Ah, uh, man, may, maybe, dude, maybe. May, I mean, I, I was wrong the first time, but maybe King Wentz goes into Philadelphia. King Wentz, baby. For the first time. Since leaving that squad and beats him on Monday Night Football, but will it happen? Probably not. So, well, I he's mean, hurt, bro. He's hurt, but that's that's in like a month though. So maybe he'll be good by then. What, what was his injury? It was a finger injury. He had to get surgery yesterday. It's probably like four weeks. Is it, is it on his throwing hands? Yes, I believe so. Jeez, they uh, said four to five weeks, I believe, and that's in three weeks. So, I don't know. I think I think we're looking at thirteen and four for the Eagles. Um, Maybe twelve and five. I, there, there's no way they're gonna, you know, win every game. It would be fifteen and two. Hopefully, those words don't come back to bite me. But you know, they've they've just been straight up. They've been too complacent in the second half. I mean, when you look at all these games, they almost blew a lead in every single one of these games, except for the Commanders game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles against the Lions. I mean, they were up thirty-eight to twenty-one going the fourth quarter. They only won by three against the Vikings. They didn't score. They they didn't score any points in the second half. Commanders, no points in the second half. The Jaguars, they only scored once in the second half, or twice, and they were both set up by Trevor Lawrence fumbles in the rain. We we were watching the game together. You know that goddamn Jags plus seven, man. <laughs> it started the, off so hot, dude. Against the Cardinals, I mean, they spread out their points for the first time all season, but they almost lost that game. They didn't. They didn't. They got a little bit too complacent in the second half, only six points all second half. And this is this is a team this season that only has, you know, three offensive touchdowns in the second half, or four, I think. Four. So when you look at it like actually, no, I'm doing this again. It's one, two. I gotta recount this. Sorry, four. Four offensive touchdowns in, in the second half of games this year. So I think the birds, they have the talent. They start off really hot every game, but you know. From what you're seeing there, I mean, you know, teams are kind of able to adjust and pick up what they're doing in the second half. So that's why I think one of these divisional opponents, whether it be the Cowboys, I think in week 16, or Giants play them twice in three weeks in December, I think one of those teams that, you know, already played them once is going to have a better game plan going into, going into game two against them because we've already seen it couple times i mean even with the washington game they scored all 24 of their points in the second quarter they didn't score once in the second half so it's either a mix of they're easy to they're easy to figure out in half two or they just get complacent and they take their foot off the gas pedal you know what you can't do if you want to win games in the nfl you know if you want to win a lot of games you want to win the playoffs you can't do that so um that's why that's why they're going to lose sooner than we might think but is this, is this a playoff team? Is this, is this a Super Bowl contender as of now? Absolutely. I mean, they've looked great on both sides of the ball. That defense has been taking the ball away a lot this season. And um, Jalen Hurts, he's definitely in the running for MVP throughout the first six weeks of the year. So it's, uh, it's definitely one of the more interesting teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just sitting here and like trying to convince myself to like not like the Steelers versus the Eagles this week. <laughs> You know what I mean? 
What if right. it, it might be a, like a double digit spread again? Let's see it. What if Trubisky beats Eagle, the Eagles and the Bucks back to back weeks? The spread for that game. Actually, no, it's like we can't even look. I forgot they have a bye week this week, but. Oh, shit. Okay. So this is in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Third. Okay. Okay. Right Halloween. Yeah. Hey, you crazy. never know. Never know. That's a tough oh. game. I don't know, man. The birds coming off the bye at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. They I, might absolutely whoop them. We'll probably see a minus nine and a half spread for that game. Yeah. Something like that. The dude, the Eagles spread has burned me a lot this year. I've bet against it a lot, and they've been good at it. Like, not only just like winning, but they've been good against the spread as well. No, I bet against them a lot too. But uh, I did last week at the Jags. I took Arizona live like plus four fifty. So that was a good bet, you know. At the yeah, plus four fifty was like the third quarter. But um, look at this whole NFC East, and this is a team. This is a division that you know many deemed to be the worst in football the last however many years, but. You got three teams who are two games over 500 at least. You know, the top three teams in that division right now combined 15 and three. That's crazy, man. The first the NFC weeks. beast. NFC I remember when we first started this podcast, the NFC East was like a, the laughing stock of the league. We had the year we started was uh, the Washington football team winning it at seven and nine. Yep. And it was, uh, it's, it's crazy how far we've come, the NFC East, but. Uh, yeah, you got two. Yeah, I think you got three candidates for coach of the year in that division right now. Two big ones with Sirianni and Brian Dabble, but Mike McCarthy, too. The yeah. way he was able to keep the Cowboys, you know, above water the last few weeks without Dak Prescott. But, you know, this division is looking scary. I mean, who, who do you think is who do you who do you think what do you think the standings will look like by season's end? By season's end, I think it'll be Eagles at the top. I think the Cowboys will be second, um, G-Men third, and then Commanders last, which is really which really sucks to say because we, yeah, me and you literally took the Commanders to win the NFC East. We took it live on our last podcast called NFL Futures, and, and that was one of the worst bets I've probably placed this year. I was literally in bed this morning and I was thinking about, wow, my best looking future right now is my five units on Pats over eight and a half. So, yep. I mean, they've they've crawled back the last few weeks. I mean, I have Bucks over eleven and a half, which is just a dog shit bet, terrible bet. It's tough. It was like plus hundred twenty or something. So I I was a sucker for it. Obviously, I'm sure there were many suckers like me. But I got to ask you. I mean, I want to talk about these New York teams a little bit. Um, yeah. New York money lines, New York ML parlays. The last two weeks would have hit these two teams, the Jets and Giants, a combined nine and three. I want to start with the Giants. Ben, the Giants come up with two back-to-back statement wins against the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens. Two game-winning drives in a row for Daniel Jones. He has four on the year in those five Giants wins. Is Daniel Jones the franchise QB for this team? Man, I mean, I think he's playing himself into a contract extension right now, which is fucking insane. I mean, going into the season, I thought Tyrod Taylor was going to start for this team. Yeah you, now, did. yeah, you did. I forgot about that. And now here we are, dude. I couldn't have been more wrong. And honestly, I love it. I I like Danny Jones. I think he's a I think he I think he's a quarterback that will he'll put his body on the line to make a play for the team. I Absolutely. mean when you, 
when you see this guy run, like he'll dive forward head first for the first down. Like he'll do all that. He I, he's been playing a little banged up the last couple of weeks too, but still playing good. Um, man, I I think he I think he deserves an extension. I mean, do you? I think he does absolutely. And his numbers they're obviously not too flashy, but when you have Saquon Barkley in the backfield, you know you're not going to be asked to do too much in terms of you know, throwing touchdown passes or whatever, but. You know, Daniel Jones, I think he has only has five touchdowns passes this season, but stepped up so big last game, you know, threw two touchdown passes, threw one in the fourth quarter to make it a three-point game, and then the Lamar interception setting up the uh, the last the game-winning touchdown from Saquon Barkley. But Daniel Jones, man, and I, I am a, I'm a fan of Daniel Jones just because of the way he plays. I think he's yeah. a gritty guy. He's scrappy. He, he doesn't slide. That's what I love about Daniel That's Jones. Awesome. He runs like he runs like he has a, a mission. You know, um, he has he has, to, he has something to prove. You know, it, it reminds me of uh, this is a ramp comparison, but we were playing flag football the other day, and he too was on the defensive line rushing the quarterback. <laughs> he too, he had something to prove. He had like five sacks pulling the flags and. You know, he gives 100% every play. Daniel Jones, when he when he has the ball in his hands, he has the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw him against the Cowboys. That's the, that's the game they lost. Probably, probably, arguably, this team could be 6-0 right now. There could, we could yeah. have two 6-0 teams in the NFC East. But I think Dable is by far and away the coach of the year right now. I think he is for sure. He's, he's, you, know, you see that he's the – I saw that, see that tweet or that meme. It was like <laughs> – Brian Dable, the best fat end in uh in New York since Boogie. <laughs> best fat nigga in New York since Boogie. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Dude, it was awesome. But I think he's the coach of the year so far. He's just orchestrated some great game plans. And mm-hmm. you know, the last two weeks just shutting down elite quarterbacks in the second half of games. I mean, the Packers didn't do anything along the, the whole second half. Neither did the Ravens the other day too, but yeah, we've seen it both two weeks in a row now where they've come back from double digit deficits. Yeah. Kind of digressing from the original question, but does Daniel Jones deserve a contract extension? I think so. I think so. I don't think you ink him up to five years. Like he's not a Herbert or he's not a Murray yeah. or Lamar. He's not one of these young quarterbacks that have really proved to get, you know, that, that fat 180, $150 million contract. But if you can get him, you know, next three years, sixty mil, fully guaranteed. I, I think that's, I think that's a good deal for both sides, you know. Yeah, and I mean, to for him to be doing what he's doing with what he has, I mean, his receiving core is pretty bad. If you look at it, this is last week against the Packers, they were playing with UPS drivers uh, exactly, on the outside, bro. and he's still keeping them afloat. I mean, more than afloat. I mean, yeah. they're a damn impressive team this year. So I totally agree. He. He deserves a contract. They might even ink him up for five years. I mean, he's improved his numbers every single year. His completion percentage has gone up every single year. He's turned the ball over less every single year, I feel like. So, I mean, hey, he, he's a guy that you you definitely want to keep around on your team. I know our boy Matt Murphy. He always texts me when uh, we release a new op- episode. Hopefully, he'll tune into this one. So shout out to Murph, 5-1 yeah. Giants. This is what are your like, takes on this, Murph? If you hear this, I want, this I want to probably like the first time we've been talking about the Giants, like in this way, you know? No, because we've had awesome. nothing. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the NFL is overall better when the Giants are good. That's true. They're a marquee team, you know? They're like a blue blood, the NFL. Blue blood, you know, big market. 
And talking Huge about big market. markets, talking about big markets, and we got, we got two teams in New York balling right now: Robert Sala and the, the Jets. Football capital of the country right now. Jets are winners of three games in a row, and I think Robert Sala is kind of putting himself in that coach of the year, you know, candidacy too. I mean, if they can squeak into the playoffs, um, yeah, this Jets squad—they're looking cheeky. They got they got a game against Denver this week. One that there is currently no spread on so far in Denver. Wow. You know, so what do you, what do you think about the Jets? Are the Jets – could the Jets sneak into the AFC playoffs? Oh, they I, I think they absolutely could. They're a, they're a young, frisky team right now. I think their defense is playing great. Um, Zach Wilson coming back, playing great. They got a lot of good young receivers too, which I like. Um and then you look at the backfield as well, and they got a great backfield, the great one-two punch in Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Um, I think this is a team that could definitely squeak into the playoffs, but I don't I don't think they will. I think the Patriots will beat them. I think they'll see a little bumps along the road just because of that youth. I think at the end of the day, when you're in close games and you have such a young squad like that, it could come back to bite you. But I mean, hey, they're a frisky team this year. I think they're a team that's going to sit around 500 all season. They're going to give good teams problems and, you know, maybe position themselves to be in a playoff spot. But I ultimately don't think they'll make it into the playoffs. But it's possible. I don't think so either. I mean, for the Jets, um, I think the only thing really holding them back from going into the upper echelon of uh, of these elite four and two teams is Zach Wilson and, and just the passing game in general. I mean, they haven't really asked him to do too much. Um, the last two games they've won by a total of 20 points or the, an average of 20 points, total of 40 points against the Packers, a statement victory and against the Miami Dolphins, uh, two statement victories. If you look at it like that, but you know, Zach Wilson, zero touchdown passes in either of those games. Yeah. And I think when you're the second overall pick in the draft and you know, you're trying to, Player talking. There, there was some talk about Joe Flacco taking over his job before he totally sunk the bet against the Bengals the other week. But yeah, you know, Zach Wilson's back. He, he's out here after his whole crazy summer of uh, of milfing around. So um, he's got to get his head back in the game. Uh, I think that the guy let him do more. I, I want to see him turn to a Justin Fields or anything like that, where yeah. only ask him to throw the ball, you know, fifteen to twenty times a game because you know he has elite arm talent and he can make the throws he's a good quarterback we saw him come back from 10 down against the Steelers which is a sensitive topic still for me oh we haven't done a podcast since since this but me and Benny had a life-changing lay two weeks ago in week four and we went six of seven and it was it was to net I think a thousand and forty two dollars off of ten dollar bet and then Zach Wilson Kenny Pickett sucked the soul out of us. Dude, going over it literally f- would have fucking hit. It would have hit if Kenny Pickett didn't throw a pick. It was We had under 42, basically. Our other six yeah. legs all slapped. Our best bet was probably that Seahawks-Lions over 48 and a half. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. That hurt. That hit in, like, the second quarter. That hit in the second, like, 230, bro. <laughs> that was insane. But, um, yeah, that hurts. That, it did, that did hurt a lot, but Zach Wilson – Game-winning drive for him. First of three straight wins. Has that dog in him, as as we've heard all summer long. But, you know, has not been putting up great numbers. But this Jets defense has looked great. They've looked great. I hate to say it. Sauce Gardner has been great this year. 
yeah. fourth overall pick. Um, He's going to be like the new Jalen Ramsey, bro. Yeah, second cornerback drafted. He has swag. He was put on, you see, he put on the cheese head after last yeah. game. That was sick. That was sick. Yeah, That's he's a, a beast. Something, something I would put on a poster, man, honestly. <laughs> I don't even like the Jets, but you know, Benny's been saying the last two years, Jets got the best uh, jerseys in the National Football League. So Yeah, so it's always a it's always a it's always a pleasure watching their games, you know. Good jerseys, always, good football. You know, always is. Oh, I mean, is it good it's not really good football. I mean it, <laughs> it, it has been it has, it been, has but, been recently. You know, historically not, but Benny, I want to ask you this. I want to End our New York conversation on on this note. Um, which one of these teams is more likely to win a playoff game, the Giants or Jets? If they both get in, if they both get in the dance, I'm gonna go with the Giants. The G men. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think them coming back from two double digit deficits to two really good teams is very telling, and I think in a do or die situation, I'd trust them more. That's what I play into account with it. I trust them more. I, w- I would trust them more on the offensive side, but the Jets, I mean, if if I had if, – if you just merged that Giants offense and the Jets defense, that would be sick. You would be looking at a very good team. A very good team. But I'm going to say the Giants too. You know, like you said, five and one. Um, two of those two statement wins back to back weeks. I mean, really three straight statement wins. They they went on the road in Tennessee and came back from 13 0, I think it was, and yeah. won that game. So, ruined my pick and pull in week one, which sucked, but that, that did hurt. I sold my uncle 100 bucks. Shit, G man, dude. Um, <laughs> crushing people's God. dreams. Dude, I th- that first week of the pick and pull, there was 4,236 entries and I think close to three thousand people got knocked out in week one. Oh my god! Was it all the all people on Titan? Uh, it was like, let me look at that week one schedule. I'll tell you which team. I mean, the Bengals lost week one, right? Yes. Yeah, the Bengals lost that. They knocked a lot of people out. My aunt had the my aunt had two my aunt had two entries. She had the Bengals and the Colts. The Colts tied and then that knocked her out too. Mad people, <laughs> mad people had the Colts, and they got knocked out. Um. Mm, there was the Ravens was the only real lock, TBH against the New York yeah. Jets, but you that's know, crazy, dude. And the team, oh Seattle, Seattle knocked a lot of people out, picking Denver too, which was okay. Tough. Yeah, that makes but, sense too. Um, I would say the Giants answer to and to finish off this conversation, the Giants they look they look good this year. Um, five and one statement wins. I said it like three times already, but. Let's uh let's talk about another team that looks good this year, the Atlanta Falcons. That's what I was gonna say. People, I I remember we were gonna, we were gonna go into Atlanta a little bit. Dude, Atlanta. I so Atlanta's six and zero against the spread, right? Yes. So going into the weekend, they were five and zero against the spread. They're playing the Niners, and I was like, dude, I can't like I can't miss out on this, you know. <laughs> so I threw a big play on the Falcons. I I yep. put forty bucks on them. That was, and, that was the you know, nuke of the week. Luckily, it paid off, but I was like, damn, I, I can't be missing out on this historic streak, you know? Um, that was the tone setter for the day, huh? <clears throat> absolute tone setter. And, you know, they cut they they beat the Niners, which is a huge win. Mariota's looking pretty good, you know? He, he's doing – it's he's funny. Doing enough. It, they, the, the Falcons have the most rush attempts in the league, which is surprising because you would have figured, like, you know – 
Browns or Eagles, something like that. But it's the Atlanta Falcons. They're just doing – they're sticking to what they do good, and they're, and they're you know, they're, they're sticking with it, and they're getting wins. And you're now 500, tied with the Bucks in the division. That division kind of looks wide open right now. Um, besides the Panthers, they look like they're out of it. But you look at the Saints, Bucks, and Falcons right now, and they're all looking pretty even. Um, obviously you give the edge to the Bucks, but I mean, the, Fal- the Falcons are a team that they're very frisky right now. They're a team that could maybe squeak into that number one spot in the NFC West. What do you think about that? Dude, I mean, or NFC East or South, South, or NFC South. <laughs> um, honestly, when you put it like that, I, I didn't even realize they were both three and three and re- really the Falcons could have beat the Bucks last week. If they should have with that refs, P.I. call. The refs weren't blowing Brady, that P.I. call, but. And other other aspects we have, we have to take into account the Falcons would have to lead a game winning drive against the Bucks defense with under two minutes to go. So it, it, it was either way, but they were only down six points. Uh, but Arthur Smith, he is a guy who really is he's up there with Dabble for coach of the year, I think, right now. I think he's right up there with him for what they've been able to do. I mean, this is this is a Falcons team. I I, I just looked this up, I just fact checked this. The Falcons were do you know what their preseason odds were to win the division? What were the Plus three thousand five hundred. Wow, Bucks were minus. Dude. Bucks were minus two eighty. Saints plus three twenty. Panthers plus eleven hundred. Bucks plus thirty five hundred. And damn, you know, bro. For, dude, we should we should have sprinkled on that for the meme. That would have been crazy. But I bet you them and the Seahawks were like crazy odds. Well, let's check the Seahawks too. I mean, this is this is a uh, Falcons team that many people put as the worst team in the NFL before the season started, you know? I'm honestly rooting for him, bro. I, I, I love Marcus Mariota. See, I'm over for the Seahawks, too. They were plus 2,500. You know, Geno Smith's one of my guys, too. Geno Smith's been your guy for so long, and I never understood why until this year. He is, he is now my guy, too. I'm, I think he is – him and Saquon are the two leading candidates for comeback player of the year. Yeah. Right now. Absolutely. I mean, I think they're going to give it to Saquon, but – if Gino keeps putting up these numbers that he's putting up. Gino's he, like the third the best division, QB in the league right now, if you look at the numbers. They, yeah, he is. And his defense has kind of held them back from winning games until last until the other day against the Cardinals, held them to nine points in a big division win. So yeah. Jesus, Seahawks, Rams, and Niners, all three and three in the division. That division's wide open too, but the Falcons, I mean, I am I am liking the Falcons right now. This yeah. is a team. They have had some statement wins themselves. You know, they have similar to the Jets. They have not been asked their quarterback to do too much. Mariota, I don't, I don't even think he has like more than six touchdown passes this season. Um, let me see. He has six touchdowns in six games, four picks, but you know, two touchdowns last week, 144.6 passer rating, and completed 93% of his passes. So hell yeah, dude. He's a, he's a sneaker for comeback player of the year, too, huh? Yeah, Mariota is getting himself in there. You know, he his his legs are a real weapon too. I mean, he's yeah. fast, bro. He had he's a couple. He still got it, dude. Somehow. He had a couple of runs this weekend, and I was like, wow. Like he went thirteen of fourteen too. I mean, man, the, the Falcons are they're a fun team this year, man. I think who do they play next week? They play the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals in Cincy. Oh, that's a, that hey, line that's was. If they that can win was, that game, bro. Yeah. That line was at plus seven. It's now plus six. 
in Cincy, and that Bengals team, they barely covered last week. Yeah, the, um, the Bengals have definitely been looking pretty shaky, too. So, I mean, that's a winnable game for them. What do you think about that line, though? Plus six, bro? Six. I'm taking that. I think I'm going to take it, too, but seven covers in a row. That would, I mean, dude, that would be crazy. That would be so crazy. I think it can happen. I no, mean, that's the, I'm taking it right now. You can take it with me? I might wait to see if it goes up more. I'm going to sprinkle for now. For now, I'll sprinkle. Yeah. Put a put a little deposit down on that. Ten fifty to win ten. It's been accepted. We have our first bet of the week, as we always do on TJ and B. We always have to uncork at least one unit on yeah. the show. Absolutely. Lions plus seven versus the Cowboys too. That's an interesting one. Is um, where's the game being played at? I don't even see that on this book. It's, it's in Dallas. I don't, have, I don't have everything on overtime right now. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to the uh, the other website. You know, Pat's eight and a half point favorites. Eight wow. and a half. That is crazy. That's on Monday steep. night. It's that's steep. steep. That's a good. Way. That's a good word to put it. Steep. Steep as hell. I would take. I'm gonna take it though. I don't even care honestly. Yeah, especially if we go. You know my takes about Justin Fields right now. He sucks. I'm trying. <laughs> we were talking about it last night with uh, me, me, Red, and um, Dirk. We're trying to go, so we should try to scheme something up. Yeah, yeah, we'll but be me, in contact about me and you, it. Me and you got to at least. I'll make a chat today if we get it loading. Oh yeah. But um, this Falcon squad plus thirty five hundred to win the division. Take them this week. That's that's the that's the TJ yeah. lock of the week. Is that uh? You, you want to talk about anything else this episode or you want to end off with this let's, uh, bet let's, we're giving out? Let's um let's let's skimmer over the Celtics tonight. NBA season oh, yeah, 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 tonight. Yeah. We have a few games on the slate or two games. We have the defending Eastern Conference champs, the Celtics, hosting the Sixers. Our boy Will Reyes will be at that game. Give us some uh, some live updates and then a late night slot. Uh, you already know. I mean, if if you know the game, you can guess it super easily. It's Lakers Warriors. Come yeah, on, they always do that shit. You, you got to get LeBron. I get the defending champs, Curry. You know, Lakers Warriors, Sixers Celtics. Okay, like the Lakers in that game. I don't know. Man. I I can't trust the Lakers. They're sitting at plus seven right now. Loki like it. Plus seven. Let's see. What are the Celtics at? Like minus three and a half, maybe. Minus it reminds two. me. It reminds me a lot of. Um, when the Warriors got KD in their first game, they played the Spurs and lost. Yep, I remember that. And they lost that. bad too. They lost pretty bad that game. Yeah, I, I could uh, I could see a little bit of a finals hangover here. Yeah, I got a question though. Actually, do you want to make a fantasy basketball league? Yeah, we might have to do that today. All right, I'm gonna uh, gonna ask all the homies right now. Yeah, text in our fantasy group chat. Oh yeah, dude. I'll text the fantasy. I'm gonna text you and Will first though. But um, yeah, NBA's back tonight. That's obviously exciting too. We'll be talking about that on our next pods as well. Sure. Um, Tuesday morning. This is gonna be a thing now, right? Tuesday morning pods every week on Zoom. We love it, man. This is gonna be the thing from now on. TJ and B, we're back. We're, we're loading. We're grinding. And don't get me wrong, don't get me mistaken. We will have some um, in-person episodes for sure at times, but it has been busy for both of us. We're both seniors in college right now, so yeah, we're trying to cross the finish line. And uh, you know, we'll we'll still get some content out every week. 
it's Tuesday morning. That's this is perfect for us to uh, get some content loading. So, yeah, so, absolutely. So, 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 are the C's going to cover tonight before we end the show? Yeah. Big C's win tonight. Am I going to hammer this too? Right now? Yeah. I might wait because it went down to two earlier. So, I don't know. We'll see how it moves. Went down to two. It's, I, yeah. still have a, I still have it at three on uh, overtime. But those are our picks for tonight. Celtics, Lakers, and – oh, add the Guardians in there. They need to beat them. Oh, yes. Guys. That game is at 4 o'clock. We were, I was going to hammer the Guardians last yeah. night, but it got – what was it, rained out probably, right? Yeah. It's much rain. Guardians, too. And, uh, Guardians, too. Yeah, all right. So, um, it's been a great episode. Had a great time. Next week, we'll be back here recapping week seven. Be back here fresh off the Patriots' hopeful win against the Bears. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be talking some uh, some uh, uh, NBA, obviously. And, geez, I keep getting texts. And last but not least, I want to also talk about next week, the NLCS and ALCS matchups. Yeah. Which will be lit. So, all right. Have a great, Have a great rest of your day, Tim. Everyone listening, have a great rest of your day. And go Pats. Go Pats, everyone. And we'll see you guys all next week. Deuces. Oh, yeah.